0: And just like that, Monica Garcia is officially exiting the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Crystal Minkoff is being exposed for her lies by the editors of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And yes, we're going to get into the Jeff Lewis obsessed of it all. Let's dive in, shall we? You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, Let's dive in. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Just wanted to remind everybody, if you haven't done so yet, get your tickets to my upcoming, um, my upcoming live show at the Bourbon Room on February fourteenth. It is a special Valentine's Day show. We have some very special guests that will be coming on out, and my pals that are always that always do a fun uh, panel with me. They will also be there. My friend Evan Real from Page Six, my friend Andy LaWani from What's Trending, Josh from Louisiana, and my boy. Jeff Epstein, uh, you know, Jeff, he's wild, he's crazy, he's unhinged. So with four hottie patates like that, you know, it's going to be a good time. Plus some very special guests. Some of your favorite reality stars will also be back at the Bourbon Room or we'll be we have a few newbies as well. So, definitely get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com or you can click the link in the description below to make sure you get your tickets or your live stream passes. Get them ASAP. We have some fun couples packages where you can get a little discount or we have a fun Valentine's Day package which gets you which gets you four VIP tickets, discounted rate, VIP booth and complimentary bottle of rosé. Okay? okay. <coughs> Um all right so what should we start should we start with Monica should we start with Crystal should we start with the Jeff Lewis obsessed? I didn't want to address it and I was like oh maybe it's not that big of a news maybe we'll address it on uh Thursdays um uh members only but now I'm like but now so many people keep jamming me and uh, asking and why I'm doing this or not doing this and so we'll get into it but we're not going to lead with that we're going to lead with uh the Monica stuff Oh. Um, okay. Monica Garcia has officially been let go. So first it was reported by people. People said that they had multiple sources that could confirm that Monica Garcia would not be returning. Um would not be returning for season five of the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. That she was Dunzo's, that she was fired, that they were moving on from her because they actually didn't give a real reason, but people said that they had multiple sources that confirmed this. I believe Ryan Bailey had also already broken this news on his podcast prior to people coming in and scooping him. We know people loves to do that. Um, so Ryan Bailey says it; he had good authority. People reports it; they have multiple sources. Then all of a sudden, we have Watch What Happens Live that's coming, and suddenly Variety happens to have the exclusive. <clears throat> so. Variety has the exclusive. They have a uh, senior vice president of Shed Media, which produces Real Houses of Salt Lake City. She's quoted in the article. I believe Andy's quoted in the article. Andy brings it up at Watch Weapons Live that Monica has been put on a break. That is, it has been reported that Monica is on a break, AKA on pause. So they're saying that she's not necessarily fired, but she's on pause. And so they give some very interesting quotes that to me are not very um, assuring, I guess. I don't know. So Lisa Shannon, she's the SVP for Shed Media um, and showrunner Lori Gordon are the ones that are interviewed in this article by Variety. Interesting because Bravo normally doesn't do press and they normally don't give exclusive quotes. But I guess once they got scooped by people, um, they were like, all right, we got to we got to get on this and then make it happen before Heather Gay's on Watch What Happens Live. So they say the women just need a cooling off period. I just think it's too soon. Gordon says, breaking down the events of the finale and part three of the reunion for Variety's Making a Scene. They've articulated it. It's too soon for them to re-enter into a friendship, a trusting friendship. Not enough time has passed. Uh, we're starting to film relatively soon, and I think that everybody needs a minute. Production is expected to begin filming on February 5th. Is that next week or the week after? Oof, it's already coming up. So, I I mean, I guess it is too soon because they haven't had any sort of resolution with Monica, and it doesn't seem like they have any interest in having any sort of resolution with Monica based off of that last third part of the reunion. But they say, never say never, you never know. So it sounds like they're trying to keep the door open with monica like trying to be like well like the door isn't entirely closed we're keeping it open in case ratings next season bomb and then if they bomb we can bring in monica as you know low ratings juggernaut the same way they brought in mary cosby this season because they needed help with the ratings so hmm. do we really believe heather would quit if they did Bring back Monica. Okay, so here, here's the other part of this because people are like, how is it that they fired Monica, but then they kept that fraud, Jen Shaw? Okay, numero uno. Okay, let's get out our handy-dandy little notebook. Jen Shaw's in prison, guys. Like, she's not on the show anymore. The reason they kept her on the show was to follow her story because, remember, her story was, I'm innocent. I am a woman of color that has been wrongfully accused. You really think they should have fired her when she was maintaining her innocence and saying that she was being wrongfully accused as a woman of color? You really think that was the time to fire her from the show? She maintained her innocence. People believed her. Remember, she went on that YouTube channel and she was like, I'm innocent. Here's my backstory of when I was a child. You know, She did that whole exclusive two-part sit-down interview on YouTube. I mean, come on. She was really trying to push her innocence. She was really trying to say that the system had wronged her, and you can't really fire somebody when they're maintaining their innocence and they haven't had their due process in court. Sorry. So, yes, they did keep her around. But the second, remember, the second she pled guilty, Bravo disinvited her from BravoCon. She was no longer welcome at BravoCon. She still ended up going to New York and crashing a BravoCon party. Remember that? And she was living it up and dancing. Um, so, like, they have taken steps. And then when it came down to the sit down interview, um, the sit down interview that uh andy was gonna do with her was really to have her side of the story right just like any other news station would have wanted to have a sit down And listen listen they're interviewing gypsy rose right now like gypsy rose is the hottest thing right now um what else who else gypsy rose uh casey anthony they just did a whole documentary on her so it's like you know these are it's not uncommon to want to have somebody, hear somebody's side of the story if they were willing to be honest. Jen Shaw then came to the table and she's like, I have conditions. One, I want to have creative control. Two, I want to be paid. And three, I would love for you to film a documentary about my final days going into prison. Bravo said, yeah, we're not going to pay you and we're not going to do a documentary about your life to like humanize you even further. So that's just not, that's just not it. We ain't going to do it. So it doesn't sound like Bravo was really endorsing Jen Shaw And again, they didn't fire her. They couldn't fire her until she actually changed her plea and said, hey, actually, by the way, JK, JK, I am guilty. Because, again, everybody, not that I like Jenshaw, not that I'm trying to even defend Jenshaw, but everybody is due their time in, you know, in front of a jury, in front of a judge. Like everyone's. You know entitled to their due process everyone is innocent until proven guilty so you can't fire her for being guilty of a crime she is not admitted to once she admitted it bravo then cut their ties okay And then everyone's like, well, what about Teresa? They kept that fraud. She went to prison. She's a convict. Teresa's case is a little different um, because Teresa, one, was being led by her husband, Joe. She's been very clear, and he's been very clear. She did not have any knowledge of what was actually going on. Maybe that her husband was a little shady, but she had no real knowledge of what was going on. Teresa did her time, and she paid her restitution. Restitution, whore! She paid her restitution. She did her time. Not only that, but her crime is a little different. Her crime wasn't taking advantage of people. Teresa Judice's crime was defrauding banks and tax evasion and, you know, sc- trying to scam the government, right? She wasn't taking advantage of vulnerable people. She wasn't, you know line with the intention of hurting other people monica's a little different monica let's be very clear did not get fired for being a blogger she got fired for one being deceitful and not being fully honest about who she was number one and number because andy cohen says in the final part of the reunion he's she's like i said that i was the reality Vontees in my casting tape and andy's like we would have never cast you if we knew that you were a blogger talking about the show like we would have never cast you for that reason Um, I mean, it is possible because when you do these pre-interviews with the casting team, they usually, you know, pick apart, you know, you sit, you do hours and hours of interviews with them and then they edit that down into like, you know, a few minutes of a sizzle that kind of shows the network who you are and then the production company and the network decide whether or not they want to move forward with you. Based off of that edited version. So it is possible that maybe she mentioned something to one of the low level, lower ranking casting producers. And then eventually they put together a sizzle of her interview, took that to the network, and the, net- the network was like, okay, yeah, we can move on. We can move forward. And she seems like she would be a great fit because of her connection to Jen Shaw. So it's possible that Bravo really did not ever know that she had this reality Vonti's account. Even with the cease and desist that Jen Shaw gave to them, you really think they're like, oh, before we cast this person, let's let's fact check every detail and document that Jen Shaw has given to us because Jen Shaw is the most trustworthy person. You know, like it's when we put our thinking caps on and really like analyze this stuff, like it is logical that Bravo didn't know that she was behind this camp, but that's not why she got fired. The reason Monica or is on pause or on a break, the reason Monica was put on ice is because she's isolated herself from the cast. If production is set to begin at the beginning of February, Historically, on every Housewives show ever, anytime a housewife has isolated herself from the rest of the cast members, there really has never been an opportunity for them to come back because nobody's interested in talking to them. And it's not about these women being like, I just want to ice her out because I don't like her. They feel genuinely deceived by her. She ran a troll account that, you know, harassed them. Like, that's considered cyberbullying. I said this on Instagram. I was like, it's so interesting that so many people that are up in arms about Monica being fired. Because they're like, Monica is great. Hey, knock it off. Relax, boys. Chill. Stop. Um, everyone's like, sorry, the boys are, are getting rambunctious. Um, Monica... Like, I, I was trying to compare this to Lisa Rinna, because I'm like, everybody was like, Lisa Rinna was so toxic, and, and she was a bully, and she was this, and she was that. And I was like, okay, so then why is it that everyone was petitioning for Lisa Rinna to get fired, and everyone was booing Lisa Rinna when she came out at BravoCon, but everyone wants to cheer on Monica, and we have this double standard of wanting to keep Monica? Lisa Rinna was too toxic, but... Monica's what just the right level of toxic you want to call Lisa Rinna a bully when Monica was literally a cyber bully and not only that but Monica was breaking the law by reviewing Jen or yeah reviewing Jen Shaw security footage and on top of that following Jen like she was literally going outside her house and filming her with the intention of trying to catch her doing something criminal and illegal like she was literally stalking somebody and cyberbullying people like that's a little bit different compared to somebody like Lisa Rinna the people like oh my gosh she's so toxic we need her off our screens it's like the double standards are so fucking stupid like Lisa Reno's too toxic, but Monica's okay, right? You know, Monica can be a bully online as long as she's part of a team and as long as they're cyberbullying people, right? Garcelle's son is not allowed to be cyberbullied, but Monica and a team are allowed to cyberbully what? These other women, that's tolerable. Like, where are the double standards, right? Same thing with like people being like, oh my God, Bravo's gotten too toxic. Housewives are too toxic. Ooh, it's too much for me. Oh, I need to clench, I need to clutch my pearls and clench my butthole because it's too much. Yeah, then bravo delivers you something like The Valley which is a more which seemingly is a more wholesome show right you see Jax Taylor being a dad you see Kristen wanting to settle down so you see former toxic reality stars that are now settling down for some more wholesome content and people are like that's cheesy that's boring housewives is too toxic and you want more wholesome content and then you get wholesome content and then you're like mm, that's too much double standards same thing with like Anne-Marie, I know lately I'm not, like, a big Anne-Marie fan, but I feel like lately I've been kind of becoming more of an Anne-Marie fan as fans have continued to be so nasty towards her. Because I'm like, why is it that, you know, anytime anybody's, like, remotely, even a fraction, you know— um Critical of Garcelle, suddenly you know you're immediately labeled racist and there's inherent bias. But yet the same audience and those same loud mouths on Twitter are so nasty and vile towards Anne Marie, based off of what she questioned Sut- Sutton's esophagus. I'm sorry, she's actually a nurse and has a medical background. So she does have some sense of entitlement. She has a a right to have a medical opinion because she works in the medical field as compared to people on Twitter. And wasn't it last season where Sutton questioned Diana Jenkins' miscarriage? Like, wasn't that something that was pulled into question? So, why is Sutton not allowed? Why is Sutton given a pass for questioning Diana's medical condition, but Anne Marie, who has a medical background, is not allowed to question Sutton's condition? Again, Anne-Marie pushed it too hard. She since apologized for that. Fine. But like, and what's the other thing that Anne-Marie's pretended to be a doctor? When has she ever said that? The only time we ever see Anne-Marie claim to be a doctor, the only time that ever comes up is when Crystal says that she remembers Anne-Marie saying that she was a doctor up front, which also, how valid is Crystal's word? Because now we have a new clip from Real Houses of Beverly Hills this week that comes out where we see Crystal Minkoff and and Anne-Marie going at it, where Anne-Marie is like, well, Crystal, when I first met you, you said these women were uneducated and shallow. And Crystal's like, I would never say that. And then the editors roll back to Crystal's confessional from 2020, where she admits to saying, I think these women are uneducated. So it clearly is something that she has believed, that has thought and believed in the past. She definitely thinks that they're uneducated. And then props to Garcelle, because Garcelle then comes out and she's like, listen, it's no surprise to any of us that Crystal seems to think that she's smarter or more educated than any of us are, because we've seen that in the past. And then we roll back, the editors roll back all the times that Crystal was condescending and that Crystal was, you know seemingly better than the other women. And we have a full montage of that. So you literally have crystal line on camera Um, again, double standards, right? You guys are so nasty and evil and ruthless and toothless towards Anne Marie, which I mean, part of me just to troll some of you guys, I just want to respond. That sounds racist. That sounds racist. Cause again, anytime I've ever had any sort of critique of Garcelle, which I've given Garcelle credit when Garcelle deserves credit But anytime I'm critical of her, suddenly I'm misogynist. Suddenly I'm racist. It's ridiculous, you guys. You're cheapening the real arguments of what real misogyny and real racism are by diluting it with these silly arguments in relation to Housewives, which is an entertainment television show. Like, you guys look like fools, You're getting mad at Dorit for using the term attack, which is a term that is used quite a bit in Housewives world because they do speak with hyperbole. Suddenly, Dorit's racist for living in a bubble and saying that, you know, Garcelle attacked her. But yet you guys are going so hard on Anne-Marie. Double standards. You guys are insane. Stop ranting enough already. Then leave, JB. I'm not asking you to stay if you don't like my content. I'm going to rant. This is my show. It's called No Filter with Zach Peter. In case you forgot, it's called No Filter with Zach Peter. So Zach Peter, right here, that's me. I'm not going to have a filter, and I'm going to say what I want to say because this is my show. Okay, snap, snap, pat the puss. If you don't like it, go watch Up and Adam. Get some more mediocre content that's vanilla. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That was shady. (laughs) That was shady, and the shade was supposed to be at the, the live chat and not at anybody else. But yeah, so Crystal was called out. People don't like when they get called out so there you go people don't like when they get called out and yet they get called out and it is what it is peter please stop insulting your viewers pedro i don't know if that was supposed to be a serve but hi i'm right here it's me hi i'm the problem it's me i'm gonna give you a rant i'm gonna give you everything i want to give you because again this show is called no filter with zach peter snap snap pat the pause peter right here hi that's me i'm peter so if you want to talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a car when you ride that dick. Someone is going to clip it and send it to you. Let them. I don't care at this point. I really don't care. Okay. Uh, okay. So we talked about Monica. We talked about Crystal. Dun, 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 dun. Um... Should we talk about, okay, we'll get into some more tea. But I am curious what you guys think. If this changes your mind about the Anne-Marie Crystal thing, or the Crystal saying that Anne-Marie said that she was a doctor. My thing is because the term um, nurse anesthesiologist is now becoming a widely stopped term, then, oh, would you like me to keep ranting? Because I'll keep ranting. I think you guys are, are ridiculous when you have your double standards. I'll keep the rant going. Double standards are ridiculous. Stop being so evil towards Anne-Marie because we haven't given her a chance to actually show us what she brings to the table. Has she been annoying this season? Yes, she's actually been quite annoying this season, and, and I'm not going to take that away. Um, but listen, she's owned that, and she's apologized for that. Monica Garcia on the other point. I think she's great TV. I also want to be very clear that I'm not trying to say Monica deserves to be fired. I'm just saying it makes sense why she was let go for season five because she doesn't have any genuine relationships with any of the women that are currently on the cast. I do predict, however, they may bring back Mary Cosby as a way to kind of get some feelers and maybe transition things to the point where they can bring uh, Monica back into the group. And then on Watch What Happens Live, they did a poll to see – they did a poll to see who um, – shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with with Monica and if she comes back in season six because I think that there will be an opportunity for her to come back down the line, probably if and when ratings do start to dwindle. You know, the ladies think that they have the power now, but, I mean, is the cast going to be able to keep the audience's attention moving forward? I do think Mary will come back in a smaller um, capacity. But now I do think when you're getting back to Crystal, I do think what happened between Crystal and Anne-Marie is when Crystal and Anne-Marie first were connecting, I think Crystal did say that the women are a little uneducated and that she thought they were shallow because I mean, based off of Crystal's behavior and the way that she, you know, treats the other women, I think that it's true. She, they, she does think those things about them. Um, But I do think Anne-Marie may have said, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist, and Crystal probably heard that as, you're an anesthesiologist, and... I think that's where it kind of got lost in translation. We know that Crystal has her own perception of reality that doesn't always align with the more objective reality or the more objective truth. Crystal always likes to lean into her truth and her truth being the only truth and the absolute truth. And we know this based off of Crystal's history on the show. Like when Sutton went to take the coat back to her and she's like, oh my god, I feel violated. And everyone was like, that's a bit of a strong word to say, violated. She's like, well I did feel violated and it did cross my privacy and it was like but you also have to take into context that she wasn't like it wasn't intentional she was trying to give you your coat back and she didn't realize that you were undressed you know it like it was innocuous and for her to hold something to that standard was ridiculous and then even using the term violated was a very strong term. But again, that's Crystal's perception of the situation, which everybody else seemed to disagree with. Then you fast forward to this most recent season. And in this most recent season, or not this current one, but the last season, we see her talk about how, how Sutton said something that was really dark and she couldn't reveal what it was, but it was really dark. And then we get to the reunion and she retracts that as being like, Oh, well that was my perception of it. That's how I took it is it, was I took it as really dark. So we have Crystal's perception of things, and then we have, you know, a more objective analysis of what those things actually are. Crystal's truth historically, has never always fully aligned with the objective truth. So it's kind of hard to take Crystal's word for it. But I do think it could have got gotten lost in translation because as we learned this week from the aNAA, they are now allowing, Um, nurses that work in anesthesiology to not just refer to themselves as nurse anesthetists, but to also be able to refer themselves as nurse anesthesiologists. So it's possible that Crystal did use that term and, and, um, or sorry, it's possible that Anne-Marie used that term and Crystal misinterpreted that. But we've never Crystal or sorry, Anne-Marie has always been very clear that she is a nurse since the second she stepped onto the show. The other women have also vouched for that. Dorit vouched for it, saying, you know, Anne-Marie has always been very clear that she is a nurse. And anytime anybody has tried to question that or consider or, uh, yeah, call her a doctor, she's always fixed that and clarified that. Hey. So, yeah, there you go. Tis what it is. Um, let's, I'm looking forward to this week's episode of Beverly Hills, though. The Salt Lake City finale, the reunion finale was a little lackluster for me. It was a little meh, but what we don't want to be meh is this new year. And if you want a New Year's resolution that won't have you tangled on the elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salads, then I have a new one for you. How about smelling better naked? Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your pits, but also your feet, your private parts, and everywhere else you get odors. So no matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. I have the toasted coconut deodorant. Smells delicious. It just makes me want to, like eat myself up because it's it smells so yummy and I took it to the gym and I was like I'm sure everybody just thinks you know I smell delicious my personal favorite though are their deodorant wipes everyone knows I love a good deodorant wipe they're perfect for on the go I especially love the the deodorant wipes to keep me fresh while traveling but make the switch to Lumi and this year It'll be all about head-to-toe confidence. No salads required. Special offer new customers. Get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code NOFILTER at LumiDeodorant.com. That's Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. That's code NOFILTER for $5 off at LumiDeodorant.com. Dot com. And also, you can get started on your New Year's resolutions to eat healthier with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store, skip the prep work, skip that cooking fatigue, and instead get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. I had some very yummy chicken and some green beans yesterday that were delicious. They have over 35 meals to choose from, per week including uh, options like keto calorie smart vegan veggie and more plus over 55 weekly add-ons you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your new year i'm on the keto plan i am trying to be mindful of my protein and my fat and cut back on my carbs because i've been up in the gym just working on my fitness he's my witness so when things get hectic factor is flexible Change your order up every week with plans from four to six meals per week or pause like Dorinda or like Monica. You can put the plan on pause or you can reschedule your deliveries anytime. And if you need a special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for that fast upscale option done easily. Head to factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and use code nofilter50 to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com slash nofilter50 to get 50% 50% off. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Um, this next thing, I guess we're gonna address. So, we talked about the Monica of it all, we talked about the Crystal Minkoff of it all, and I guess now we're gonna talk about the Jeff Lewis obsessed of it all. Cause I feel I was originally gonna only address this on members only, cause I was like, it's not like, does anybody really care? But like the fact that I've been getting so many DMs and I have other friends that are getting DMs, and now there's a whole fucking Reddit thread about it and a Reddit thread about me in relation to it. I'm, I'm like, first of all, I would really like to be excluded from this narrative, okay? I don't know how I, how or even why I'm dragged into this. This narrative, but you know what? Now we're gonna talk about it. Um, okay, so let's take it back to the very beginning. So, a few weeks ago, there's this woman, her name is Sarah. She goes by Sarah from Texas. I believe that's the new, like, uh, hand not handle, but that's like the new name that she's going by is Sarah from Texas. Um, similar to Joshua, Louisiana. Um, but anyway, I, I believe this she recently started going by Sarah from Texas. In, like, December-ish? I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I I knew of Sarah from... Or I knew of this account called Jeff Lewis Obsessed back when Jeff Lewis and Heather McDonald had their falling out. This was an account that was covering that feud very heavily. This account and Donna Bulling's show, Daily Dose of Donna. Um, so... That's where this first came onto my radar, and I also became familiar with Jeff Lewis Obsessed because she was covering my fallout with Adam, specifically, you know, the argument that we got into at the Bourbon Room at Sheena's show back at the end of the summer. So she was covering that feud, and that's kind of how—and I I thanked her. I thanked her for, you know— supporting me and whatever she's always been very nice to me she always responds to my instagram stories and she is always i want to be very clear she has always been very nice to me so i've never had an issue with her i've never had a reason to have an issue with her i just knew she was a big jeff lewis fan i support any creator that wants to come into the space like i'm not gonna knock anybody's hustle right So fast forward to more recently, a few weeks ago, she gives me a call and or she asks if we can chat on the phone. And I say, sure. Um, She said that she's doing a live show for the first time and she just kind of wanted to pick my brain. And I was like, okay, sure. Again, didn't really know much of her other than our friendly exchanges on Instagram. So she wanted a few pointers about doing a live show. I've been doing live show. live shows for years. Um, I'm doing another live show February 14th at the bourbon room in Hollywood. Um, So yeah, I'm no newbie to, doing live shows. And so she wanted some pointers and some tips and she wanted to see what advice I had for her. Um, I didn't have much advice other than like, listen, at the end of the day, you know, your audience, you know, your community just create an experience that they're going to enjoy. You know, sometimes that is gift bags. Sometimes that is, um, you know, photo booths. I'm trying to think of all the things like I've done, you know, professional meet and greet photos. I've done photo booths. I've done gift bags in the past. I've done pre-show Q and A's. I've had, you know, Fry bars, all that sort of stuff for, like, VIP guests. Like, I've always tried to create a custom experience. I had my wine incorporated into my tour from 2022. So, again, I've always tried to create the show as more than just a show that people are attending and create an experience. And that was basically the advice that I gave to her. I was like, you know your audience. You know what they would enjoy most. Um, And the best advice is really just give it a try like test out what you think is going to work and then learn and pivot from there because the only way to know is to get on the field and to you know get into the mud and figure out what works and what's really going to resonate with people and what they're going to care about right that was my advice to her she's like i would love for you to come and i was like sure like yeah i'm i don't think i'm doing anything that day i have no issues you know going if i can make it and so i kind of like you know sort of committed to being like yes i would absolutely go um Fast forward to a few weeks later, she's like, oh, I'm so excited that you're able to make it. And I'd almost, I'd, I'd completely forgotten that I'd even committed to go. But she like sent me the details. She's like, here are the details. I would appreciate it if you post on your Instagram story and let people know that you're coming. And so I was like, oh, okay, I have no reason to not support this person. Um, again, I don't know much about her. Um, other than, you know, what I've seen and our lovely exchanges on Instagram. So I reshared the link and I said, and I came on this podcast and I said, hey guys, I'm going to this Jeff Lewis obsessed Q&A with Kristen Takeman. Seems like it's going to be a good time. If anyone can make it out, definitely get your tickets. I always want to support other content creators. Shout out to the Brav Bros. The Brav Bros were on Watch What Happens Live last night. I'm so happy for the Brav Bros. They have a live show that's coming up this Thursday, the 25th, January 25th in New York City. If you guys are around and available, definitely go. Kempire is also doing a live show that same night right after them at the same venue so you can go to both shows if you're available January 25th. I always want to support other people. I have no financial gain or incentive from promoting any of these shows. I just like to support other people, okay? So I shared it on my Instagram story after she asked me to, and I mentioned it on my show because, again, I have no reason to not support other people. So then, which is what I said on this podcast the other day, my manager i'm with a new management team and that management team also represents kristen takeman we'd been in contact with kristen takeman about having her come on my podcast okay we've been talking to kristen and exploring that option and my manager said hey kristen's going to be at this event he didn't know i was already going he said hey kristen takeman is going to be at this event i think that you should go to this um, because it'll get an, it'll give you an opportunity to actually connect with her and to connect with more people that are on our new management team. And so I was like, okay, great. I'm happy to go and, you know, this is a double incentive and another reason to actually go to this event. One, to show my support for, you know, Sarah. Two, maybe get some tea or some good content that Kristen may reveal in the Q&A for the Instagram account or for the podcast. And three, my manager is asking me to attend this Q&A to connect with Kristen, okay? Um, So I went to the event. And I saw Sarah had a great time took a photo with her took some photos with Josh posted a photo with Sarah on my Instagram from the event like I do anytime I go to an event and I tagged her and I said congrats at Jeff Lewis obsessed which was her Instagram account handle went to the Q&A you know and I had a good time it was a Q&A you know it she for her first live show good for her. Congrats. There were no gift bags. Only until I was on my way to the event did I start getting DMs from people telling me don't go to this event because, you know, of all this other drama that's going on with these gift bags and this soiree beverage that Margaret Joseph's has and you shouldn't go. If you go, it's gonna be a really bad look. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't what is this drama? I don't know what it is. And I was like, listen, at the end of the day, my manager asked me to go to this thing to connect with these people that are going to be at this event. Even when I got there, I didn't even connect to, I didn't even get a chance to connect with Kristen Doty, not Kristen Doty, sorry, Kristen Takeman because I was like, listen, this isn't, this is, Sarah's event, like, I just Kristen was taking photos with people, and I was like, maybe this just isn't the most appropriate time for me to connect and introduce myself to her. Like, she's been pulled in so many different directions, and I don't want to make it feel like I'm using Sarah's event to, like, scoop Kristen. Even though we had already been in talks with Kristen, and this was already something that we were considering and exploring prior to going to this event, I didn't want it to come off as, oh, I'm connecting with Kristen with the intention of stealing her for my own show, you know? I didn't want it to come across that way, so I didn't overstep those boundaries, and I didn't even really talk to Kristen at the event. I did connect with the other people on my management team that I was, you know, happy to connect with because I wanted to get good FaceTime with them, okay? Went to the event, posted, tagged Sarah, also posted to my feed photos of me and my friend Josh, Okay, you guys know Josh. We love Josh, right? I'll show you the photos that I posted, this exact post, which has now become the topic of conversation on Reddit. Okay, posted this. Look at there's me and Josh, and then another photo of me and Josh, and then there's a photo of me and Sarah slide, and then there's a photo of me, Josh, and Sarah, and then there's a clip from the actual Q&A with Sarah and Kristen Takeman, right? Tagged Kristen, tagged Sarah, tagged Joshua. Um, is what, it is what it is, right? Suddenly, I start to see this Reddit thread, or I go to the event. I, Josh and I stayed for the Q&A. Then, um, instead, of, everyone was going to TomTom Tom afterwards. We decided we did not want to go to TomTom Tom afterwards. We came, we did, you know came to support, talked to the people I meant to talk to, and Josh and I decided we were gonna go to dinner afterwards. So I had to come back to my apartment to check on the boys because they'd been home for a few hours at that point. Um, So we came home, checked on the boys, I fed them dinner. Josh and I then went to dinner at this restaurant called Fixin's here in downtown LA at LA Live, which he says is one of the best restaurants, one of the best places he's ever had Southern food and loved, he was obsessed with it, Um, Fixin's in downtown. At LA Live. Um, went to dinner, had a good evening, watched traders, you know, whatever. Had a good time. Um, and it wasn't until the next day that people were then DMing me, like, oh my God, Jeff Lewis is so upset with Sarah from Texas. I can't believe you went, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then I get a screenshot from one of my friends saying, Did you see that you're on Reddit? And I was like, What am I on Reddit for? And she shows me this thread of people with the photo of me and Josh saying, oh, wow, look at Zach. It looks like he's retracting his support for Sarah. Um, It looks like he's retracting his support for Sarah because he led with photos of him and Josh. I'm sorry. Josh is somebody that's actually in my life. That is some like I went to the event with Josh. We had a fun night out. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry that I led with a photo of me and Josh like I just thought that that was so strange that people were taking that out of context to make it look like I'm intentionally withdrawing my support when that post was made from the event like I posted that that evening um, and tagged Sarah in the photo as well. So people – and then people are like, this is such a bad look for Zach and I can't believe – and I was like actually reading this Reddit, which normally I don't do because I, one, don't really know how to work Reddit and, two, think that Reddit is ridiculous. But so I thought it was so silly that, like, they were – Terror- and then I feel bad because then poor Josh was dragged into this. And I'm like, I am sorry, I didn't even realize that I was being dragged into this or why. And then, you know, I'm talking to my friend Donna, Donna Bowling, and she's being dragged into this. And we're just kind of like, How- what do we even like, I don't even understand. Like, what are we? Why are we dragged into this? This is dumb. Um And, like, why are people asking us to talk about this? Why are people saying that we're not supporting her or we are supporting her? Like, it was just coming from both sides, right? So fast forward to last night. I go on Instagram Live to talk about Monica being fired. Donna jumps into the Instagram Live, and we're kind of just chatting about Monica and what's going to happen with Housewives, et cetera, et cetera. And then people, of course, in the live chat are like, when are you going to talk about Jeff Lewis Obsessed? When are you going to talk about Jeff Lewis Obsessed? So we kind of talked about it. We didn't save the live because I normally don't save my lives. I go in to just kind of have some engagement on Instagram and chat with people, but there's never really an intention of doing a live to save every single live. I didn't delete the live with any real malicious intent. If you watch that live, you'll see at the end of it, the reason the live ended was because my doorbell rang and my dog started barking because my delivery had arrived. So I was like, oh, okay, got to go. My delivery is here. I'll talk to you guys later. Delete, ended the live, moved on from it, right? wasn't meant to be anything more than that but in the live I you know Donna and I did say that I've always been very clear I have no reason to not like or not support this Sarah person I understand other people have had other experiences that they're now sharing I can only speak to my experience and my experience has never been bad I've never had an issue with her Um, I said in last night's live that I understand why Jeff Lewis would be upset with her though. I think her intentions were innocuous. I think her intentions were pure of like, I want to host an event that um, can bring together people that are fans of of something s- similar. Um, chumps or chumpettes, or I don't know the exact term. I don't watch Jeff Lewis live daily. I know of Jeff Lewis. I loved him on Flipping Out. I know he's had nice things to say about me on his radio show. But like, despite that, I'm not actively in all of the... Um, in all of the drama, right? Um, Or even up to date with anything. So wasn't even aware of the Sarah from Texas drama. Um, But so my understanding is from, again, my conversation with Sarah prior to the event, it just seemed like she wanted to create a fun community event personally I was kind of like listen I, I think you're a little new to content creation that to start doing live shows like that seems like a really big investment um but you know what you do you I support whatever you want to do right um but I understand and I said this in last night's live I do understand the other side of it I understand Jeff feeling like you know, because her account is Jeff Lewis obsessed and the basis of her content is focused on Jeff Lewis and recapping Jeff Lewis live and the after show. I can understand why Jeff may be uncomfortable with that or where where that may feel like it's crossing a boundary. Now that she's doing a live show, she's inviting his friends, and she's monetizing off of his name and his likeness, which at the end of the day, that's exactly what she's doing. She's monetizing off of Jeff Lewis, because it's not a Bravo account. It's not a Housewives account where there's a bigger brand or a bigger genre. It's very specific to one person, that one person's name, their image, and their likeness. So. I understand where Jeff feels like now you're you're uh, taking advantage of me and milking me to monetize off of my name, and that to me I I get it I agree that's like you know a Portia Williams fan account or an Erica Jane fan account or a you know Lisa Barlow fan account it's one thing to be a fan account but then when you start to monetize off of that and I know there have been housewives where there have been content creators that have created merch with their faces on it and you know whatever. That have sent cease and desist because they don't like to be monetized off of um, they don't like to be monetized off of something that other people are going to profit from when they have no connection or relation to it. So I get it. Some people are more, you know, particular about it. And Jeff in this case is like you're reaching out to people that I know, you're asking them for freebies for gift bags, you're leading them to believe that this is a Jeff Lewis event, whether that was her intention or not, the fact that her account is called Jeff Lewis Obsessed and this Jeff Lewis Obsessed account is promoting this event, it does make it, it does give off that impression. Now, I think she really just wanted to unite fans of Jeff Lewis together to have a fun night out. I think her intentions were pure and it was totally innocuous, but I see Jeff's side of it and I understand why Jeff is upset with her. Now, where I really do disagree with is her reaction and her response to all of this. That's what I don't like. And this is what Donna and I both said on the Instagram live last night. I don't, again, my experience with her has always been very lovely. So I have nothing against her personally, but it is my job to discuss these things. And she did discuss my falling out with up and Adam work. We covered these things. It is what it is. Um, I don't agree with her reaction to things, and I don't agree with her response to things. You know, it came up that night where people, there was a QA and a question asking what she felt about Jeff Lewis being shady towards her. She said that she hopes that it wasn't Jeff Lewis that was speaking, or she hopes that it wasn't her that Jeff Lewis was speaking about, which, I mean, come on, you know, it's obviously you. Um, and she, you know, kind of just played it off. And, and her narrative became like, well, this has always been a Sarah from Texas thing, not a Jeff Lewis thing, which to me... Bravo accounts are monetizing off Bravo. Yes, Rebecca, but that's the point that I was trying to make. Okay. Bravo accounts, it's a bigger brand, it's a more specific genre. It's not one specific person. One specific person is a little more personal than Bravo in general, housewives in general. Like when you marry a brand, that's different from capitalizing off of a specific individual. That's why I said a Portia Williams fan account, an Erica Jane fan account, Elisa Barlow fan account. It's one thing to be a fan account, but when you start to make money off of them, that's where it dips over, okay? The event, yes, was a Sarah from Texas event, but also her brand is not Sarah from Texas. Her brand is – I'm not going to argue with you, Erica. If you don't get it, then you're – whatever, Um I'm not going to explain to you again why there's a difference between monetizing off of Jeff Lewis individually and monetizing off a larger brand in general, you know, whatever. If you don't get it, you don't get it, and I don't care. Um, Her brand is Jeff Lewis Obsessed, okay? Whether she talks about other things or not, whether she talks about other content or not, the basis of her content is Jeff Lewis, and her account is called Jeff Lewis Obsessed. Okay, she is capitalizing off of Jeff Lewis. And I think when you get called out for that, then I think you just need to take a little accountability. Like sometimes you need to eat a little humble pie and just be like, listen. And what I think she should have done, and I said this on the live last night, what I think Sarah should have done is gone on and said, Listen, guys, I understand that, you know, there's some um pushback from this event. I want to be very clear. My intention was not to capitalize off of Jeff. I really just wanted to unite fans of Jeff Lewis, you know, people that are, um, you know, people that are, fans of my content. I just wanted us to have an opportunity to connect together. Should I have reached out to the gift bags? My intentions were pure, but you know what? I understand how that may have been crossing a line. I want to apologize to Jeff. That wasn't my intention. I, moving forward, I'm going to change my handle and my brand because I want to build this Sarah from Texas brand and not this Jeff Lewis obsessed brand. So I'm going to shift my brand and I'm now going to call it Sarah from Texas. But it kind of feels like she glossed over that and she's like no I've always been Sarah from Texas and this was a Sarah from Texas event it's like but that's not true that's a rephrasing of the narrative that's not fully accurate your brand was Jeff Lewis obsessed that's how people know you that is the handle you know people on you go on reddit and they refer to her as JLo JLO Jeff Lewis obsessed which was funny because at first when I was going through reddit I was was like JLo what does JLo have to do with anything but she's JLo on reddit you know what I mean she's Jenny from the block Um, so, you know, it's just take accountability and, and then make the change and be like, listen, I get that, you know, it may have come across as me trying to capitalize off of Jeff Lewis. I'm still a fan of Jeff Lewis. I don't want to have any issue with Jeff Lewis. So I've agreed to change my name. I've agreed to, you know, um, pivot my content so that it's not solely focused on Jeff and build my own personal brand. Take that accountability and move on from it. But she didn't do that. She like went on the defense right away. She was like receipts, timeline, screenshots, everything. I'm about the facts and these are not the facts. Like she very much went on the defense. Did not agree with that. Um, Accountability over defense is always the best way to do it. Sometimes you need to take a break. A couple days off from doing content just to like really – Recalibrate, especially if you're trying to preserve your relationship with Jeff Lewis, right? If that's the relationship that you're trying to maintain with him, then don't add fuel to the fire. Don't go public and be like, Jeff, I apologize to you and you're not responding to me. Don't love that either. You know, I just think. And she also was all like just doing business as usual Monday and Tuesday and talking about a recap. And did you guys catch Jeff Lewis live today? And this is what Jeff Lewis talked about live today. And I'm like, you're not addressing the elephant in the room and you're just acting as if business as usual. And Jeff Lewis clearly hates you right now. So. Pointing the finger at everybody else except for yourself and getting messy and sharing screenshots and, you know, talking about I'm about the facts and I'm about the facts and here are the facts. Like it's just not reading well and it's not coming across well at all from what I've seen. I haven't followed it closely the only reason I'm even talking about this is because I've been dragged into it when people start making reddit accounts about me and I'm getting constant dms every day about like why are you supporting sarah from texas why are you not supporting sarah from texas I'm like here you go here's the true hollywood story from the beginning to where it is now and how I feel about this whole situation okay She's always been very nice to me, so I don't have anything against her personally. If I look at the situation objectively and I'm reporting on it, these are my thoughts about it and this is how I feel about it, okay? It is what it is. That's you wanted me to address it. There's my addressing of it. You wanted me to clarify whether I was there to support her or whether I was there because my manager asked me to be there. I just clarified for you, it was both. The original invitation came from Sarah from Texas and then my manager told me to go and so th- when people were DMing me telling me not to go, I was like, "Well, I've already committed to this and my manager's asked me to go because I'm supposed to meet these other people that will be at this event." There you go. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Let's move on because I would absolutely like to be removed from this narrative. I get it. I just feel for her. Rebecca, I get it too. I feel for her too. But you can't add gasoline to the fire and then continue to play the victim. You just can't. Take accountability own it. Listen, Donna and I talked about this on our Instagram live last night. We've both been at the center of controversy. We've both been at the center of scandal. We've both been in the middle of it and through the thick of it and through the heat of it. And Donna even brought up some good advice that I gave her when she was going through it because I've been through it before. This is what I've learned in going through it. The The best thing to do is to take accountability, lean into it, own it, and then eventually, if it continues to perpetuate it, then you can make some jokes about it. Then you can and make light of it, but also acknowledge you absolutely capitalized off of somebody else's likeness and image. One specific person, it's very different from a brand. Everyone wants to compare it to, you know, the Bravo accounts or the Bravos. I'm like, well, the Bravos are count are capitalizing off of Bravo. That's a fan account that yes is capitalizing off of Bravo, but it's a bigger. Brand. It's a broader genre. You know, it's not one specific person. Capitalizing off of one specific person is where things get dicey. Okay. There you go. Jen says Did Jeff talk about her on the show afterwards? And did he and did she cover Jeff talking about her specifically? Just wondering. So Jeff called her out. I believe on Friday's episode of his radio show, he called her out and he's he was bothered by the fact that she was reaching out to people and leading people to believe that this event was somehow related to him because Margaret Joseph's, I guess, got reached out to to donate cans of her soiree beverage which there was no soiree beverages there were no gift bags none from what i saw at the event she gave us each a small the little personalized bottles of la Marca of prosecco so josh and i each left with a bottle of prosecco um there were no gift bags though and there were no chump related products or anything Um, But he did call her out, not by name, but he did reference a fan and a fan account um, that was monetizing off of him. He mentioned that on his show on Friday. Her event was on Saturday. From my understanding, she did not directly acknowledge that or take accountability for that. She immediately went on the defense. She tried to do business as usual on Monday and on Tuesday and then went on the defense and started calling people out. And I saw she was posting screenshots of people's text messages to her. And I was just like, this is not a good look and it's not what I would do in this situation. So, yeah. She absolutely capitalized off of Jeff Lewis and his name and had a paywall up. Oh, that's I'm glad you bring this up because that was another big red flag for me um, is that she then was like, I'm going to address this, but I'm only going to address it behind a paywall. That's another thing. When you are in the middle of a controversy or a scandal or drama or whatever, the best thing to do is to just own up to it headstrong and be like listen this is what i have to say about it put it on the main feed and if you have more details or context that you want to add or you want to do a Q&A then put it behind a paywall but don't put everything behind the paywall cuz that looks worse when you're accused of monetizing and capitalizing off of somebody and then you go and put your your stuff behind the paywall that's again Big red flag. Not a good thing. Not a fan of that because now it does look like you're continuing to capitalize off of this. And it doesn't seem like you have any remorse for the mistakes that you made. But now it seems like you are really just proving to be what you're being accused of. Do you know the producer she worked with? Just curious. Apparently, he posted on Instagram. Um, I don't know him personally. No, I didn't even I don't even remember seeing him at the event. From what I can remember, or maybe I did meet him at the event. I'm not entirely sure. I don't. Again, I was not paying attention to many of this very deeply. Um, but I don't believe I know him. I I don't. I know I don't know him personally. Whether I met him that night or not, I don't remember. Um, hey, buddy, out of there. And so yeah, uh, don't can't speak to him but i saw that he posted on instagram and he posted that like he was trying to warn her about you know originally there was like a logo that he was trying to design and i believe jeff lewis's face was in the logo and he's like don't do that don't put jeff lewis's face in your logo um and you know and then the logo didn't end up happening or something but he was like i very much tried to advise her against doing certain things that she was very adamant about doing And then she's like, that's not true, and he's harassing me, and he's threatening me, and then she posted threatening text messages from him, and my God. Uh, Her producer has worked with a lot of actual celebs. I'm sure he has. Again, I'm, I'm not personally familiar with her, though. Producer says she's an entitled diva. Again, my experience of her has been different. We need Monica with her own show. Um, I guess it does make sense that he would be mad. She's recapping his show so many people probably don't pay or watch a show. That's another thing. You know, I know that was an issue with Heather McDonald too. Remember, she was like, re- she was going and listening to Heather's Patreon episodes and then recapping what Heather was saying on her Patreon and Heather wasn't happy about that. I believe they also, she got into a, um, from what I remember, she got into a, um, like argument with Heather McDonald at BravoCon because I guess this woman reached out to Heather's sister um, or and was talking to Heather's sister and Heather has an estranged relationship with her sister. So again, I know other people have, you know, I know other people have had issues in the past. Again, I can only speak to my experience with her. I'm sick of all these podcasters hollering at their pets all the time. Put them up when you're doing your job. Okay a freckled angel. Um, they have been crated, and I decided to let them out. They normally are not this rambunctious while we're taping, so I apologize that instead of pausing my show to put them in the crate. You know what? Fuck off. Like, I'm trying my best here, all right? Shit. Oh, my God, Zach. Love your shirt today. Oh, thank you. It's my tea-spilling professional shirt. I believe these are still available in the merch shop. This is one of the OG pieces of merch. dun 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 dun, dun. Dun, dun. Love you too. She got into it with Kelly Dodd too because of she was revealing Kelly Dodd's paywall content. See, that's, I don't love that. And listen, I did do that one time. There was one of Heather McDonald's Patreon episodes that I paid for that I did recap on my show. And at the time I was kind of just like, here's the tea that I got. But then I realized like when you do that, Like these people, these are their jobs. This is their livelihood. And when you do that, you are taking money away from them. And so I was like, you know what? Okay, got it. (sighs) Why do so many people hate, listen, and troll? It's like a mental illness. Yeah, that's a really good point, Storm. Like I don't understand why people feel the need to like, I want to watch your show. I want to listen to this. And then they write nasty comments in the live chat or they write nasty comments on Apple Podcasts. Listen, at the end of the day, that just means that they – are not happy with their own lives if that's what they feel like they need to do is spew nastiness towards other people. I don't know, nor do I care. <sighs> I love everybody coming in to defend uh, defend Sky and Sully, defending my dogs. I appreciate you guys coming to defend them. I love them very much too. But I do understand, listen, the commenter did have a valid point of like it can be distracting, you know. Trust me, it's distracting to me too. If you think it's distracting for me referring to them imagine how distracting it is when i'm trying to host this show monitor the live chat and also quiet the dogs and hope that you guys can't hear them wrestling in the living room um yeah it's interesting um hashtag dogs are everything angels with paws thank you Love you all the way from South Africa. I hate the haters. They are assholes. They are, but it's okay. Um, Kelly from Real Houses of New York needs to explain to Sarah that Jeff is here and Sarah is here. <laughs> That's funny. Listen, I believe that Sarah's intentions in being a fan of Jeff Lewis are sincere. You know? I believe they're very, very sincere. Sarah just needs to apologize and be accurate. She just needs to apologize and rebrand. That's what she needs to do. A single dad who works two jobs, a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops. I'm a survivor. Yeah, she needs to rebrand. At this point, like my advice to Sarah would be drop the Jeff Lewis obsessed altogether. Just now be Sarah from Texas. Let that be your brand. Let that be your Instagram handle. And you know what? Maybe you take a break from covering Jeff Lewis. Like now is just not the best time to be covering it. You can still be a fan of Jeff Lewis and you can still listen to Jeff Lewis and, you know, maybe have a group thread with some of your friends about Jeff Lewis. But like right now, being Jeff Lewis obsessed is not the right move to make. That's my recommendation. Take accountability, rebrand, You know, if you really are trying to say that you've always been Sarah from Texas, then you know what? Honor that and change all of your branding to become just Sarah from Texas. And Sarah from Texas can still be a good fan of Jeff Lewis, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, just be, you know, Sarah from Texas. Otherwise, it just is not a good look at all. Oh, I posted a thirst trap on Instagram today. That's getting some attention. I was trying to promote my tickets for the live show that's coming up on uh, on Valentine's Day. Should I post the live the, the thirst trap? Should I post it on YouTube? <laughs> I posted it on Twitter and I posted it on Instagram. So I'll just maybe I'll just tell you that um, if you don't recap Vanderpump Rules with Josh, maybe you could do episodes with Donna Bowling. I do episode. I do recaps with Donna Bowling on Sundays. We recap uh, for No Filter Plus members. We recap, um, we recap, um, what do we recap? Oh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills season one. We're doing a rewatch party. All right. Nope. I'm someone who is calling it like it is. I agree with what Zach is saying. Ooh, which part do you agree with reality TV lover? I do agree. You do tell it like it is. Okay. I'm not gonna, um, How many Fs do I give, Uh, uh uh-oh, 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 the drama, Uh uh-oh, the drama continues, oh. Interest, oh guys, this is not, I guess this live is causing up a, a bit of a stir i um, probably going to have to hear about this in a few minutes when I log off of here. Uh, listen, again, my job is to comment on what is happening if there is something that is going down. Here's the thing. If, uh, if everybody else and there were multiple, multiple, multiple content creators that went and talked about my beef with Up and Adam and did recaps and clipped out pieces of my show and clipped out pieces of his show and did deep dives into it and gave opinions about all of it, that's part of what I signed up for. Listen, even when it comes to posting photos with guys on Instagram, my friends, I post photos with my friends, multiple friends. People are thinking that I'm dating my friend Andy. People have thought that I've dated my friend Jeff. People constantly think that I'm dating Josh. And so... I understand that that's people are going to speculate about my life. Um, You know, people are going to want to sensationalize anytime I have some public beef with somebody. That's part of what I signed up for. I put myself out there. I serve myself up to be picked apart and subjected. It's part of what I remember talking to Adam about where he was like, don't talk about me. And I was like, Adam, people are going to talk about us. Like we like, that's just what we signed up for. Um, so, yeah, people, it is what it is. When you agree to join this world, you know, I want you to marry Jeff Epstein. <laughs> you're so funny. Um, It's so funny. Jeff is hilarious. Wait till you guys see what Jeff and I have cooked up for you because you're going to die. Um, Yeah. I didn't bring her up, but I remember your name and look to see the comments are the same you posted yesterday. What do you mean? Uh-uh. Uh-oh. I was going to say she's probably watching and is going to switch her brand to Zach Peter Obsessed. I'm, I'm just saying. I Things are looking a little cray-cray. Um, Alright, well, on that point, we've already gone over an hour. This is one of the longest regular episodes that we've done, so here we go. Um, Just me talking about Jeff Lewis, obsessed Sarah from Texas event. Zach is referencing his own life and how he gets talked about on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's, listen, people should not be upset with me talking about this topic if they also talked about and made content off of my life as well. And when I was in drama and when I was in scandal and people made content about that, I didn't get upset with them. I didn't get mad at anybody. I even thanked people when they had nice things to say about me. Or I was like, listen, that's a very interesting point. I didn't see it from that perspective. And now that you say that, you know, it is what it is. Um, But all right. Goodbye for now to you, my friends nah, 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 until we meet again alright thank you guys for tuning in to no filter with zach peter you can catch no filter with zach peter you can listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms you can stream it live first thing in the morning on youtube my youtube uh channel is youtube.com slash just plain or you can just look up zach peter on youtube um, follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the podcast at No Filter at Zach if you want to stay up to date with all the latest tea. And you can get my tickets to the Bourbon Room show. Valentine's Day, November, or sorry, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Come on out, get your tickets at NofilterLive.com. You can also click the link in the description below. If you want to give Factor Meals a try, the link is in the description below. Be sure to use code NoFilter50 to get 50% off. And if you want to try LUMI, all body deodorant. Smell better naked holla, then go to lumideodorant.com and use code no filter, and you'll get five dollars off your starter pack. I'll see you guys tonight for our recap of Real House as of Salt Lake City. Josh and I will be here and we will be living it up with ya. So get ready, Freddy. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye.